You're listening to A Prophet, a collaboration between Sakhlain and Al-Hujja Islamic Seminary. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider becoming our patron by donating at sakhlain.org support. In our discussion tonight, we'll examine how is it that the Ahzab, these big parties of 10,000 people, how were they divided? They came united to kill the Prophet and the Muslims and to eradicate Islam for once and for all. How is it that they failed and there was disunity amongst them? From the outside, you had Quraysh, Ghatafan, and these other Arab tribes. From the inside, the inside enemy was who? Banu Quraidha. The Jews who had made a pact with the Prophet, they had signed a treaty with the Prophet and they broke it. And they signaled to the pagans that we are willing to make an inside attack on Muslims to destroy them for once and for all. What happened? How did their plot get foiled? Number one, we see that the Muslims, by the instruction of the Prophet, tried to contact the Ghatafan and the Fazara tribes and to tell them that if you stop this battle, the Jews of Khaybar have promised you a lot of dates and they're produced from their farmlands. We'll give you our dates in Medina. See, that in itself was a smart move to kind of divide them. Because now Ghatafan tribe and Fazara, they realized they had an incentive to stop the battle. They did not have that determination anymore. That weakened them and that caused disunity amongst the enemies. Because when you're weakened, you, you're not as strong. So you kind of back out. And they would come up with excuses to stop the war. This was one factor that led to the division of the enemies. The second factor, which is the most important factor, is that the enemies had their hopes in Amr ibn Abdul. Faris Yaliyal, the horseman of Yaliyal who was equivalent to 1,000 horsemen. They thought he's going to give us victory. Imam Ali salam, in seconds he killed him. And those other four warriors, they fled. And one of them got killed in the trench in the ditch. When the enemy saw that they lost their warriors, they were weakened. The third one. And the focus of our discussion tonight is this third factor because there's a lot of discussion on it amongst the historians and we will present an analysis about this. The third one was that a trick was concocted by the Muslims at the Battle of Khandaq to basically end the war and foil the plot of the pagans. What was that plot? There was a man amongst the companions. His name was Nu'aym ibn Mas'ud. Some say Na'im, but probably the correct pronunciation is Nu'aym. Nu'aym ibn Mas'ud came from the Ghatafan tribe, the powerful Arab tribe who had come to fight the Prophet and they sided with the pagans. He came from that tribe. He came from Najd and he was known to be very savvy. He had embraced Islam recently, so he was a recent convert. 
and he played a big part in creating differences amongst the tribes. He came to the Prophet according to this historical report and he told the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, I have embraced Islam recently and I have a good relationship with these tribes. I'm an old friend to them and they're not aware that I became Muslim. They're not aware that I converted to Islam. If you have any orders to give me, please do so. I am at your service. I shall carry out whatever you have for me. The Prophet told him, Nu'aym, do something to divide the enemy. Come up with a trick <laughs> to scatter them. And there's no harm in doing that because they have come here to kill us. So devise a trick, a tactic. Come up with a tactic to scatter them. Nu'aym thought over the matter, he contemplated, he brainstormed, what can I do? I have old ties with these tribes, what can I do to foil their attempt so they don't attack the Muslims? Because even if Amr ibn Abdu'id was killed, you still had 10,000 people on the other side, you still had the Jews from the inside, they still wanted to attack. Yes, the death of Amr ibn Abdu'id weakened them, but they still were intent on killing the Muslims. So he thought, what can I do how can I trick them basically? Naim is thinking. Then he came up with the following plot. He went to the tribe of Banu Quraidah, the Jewish tribe, and they were situated where? Located where? Inside Medina. The Prophet had made a pact with them. And they were an inside enemy who had basically broken the treaty with the Prophet and they told the pagans that we will side with you to kill Muhammad and his companions. So he went to the fortress of Banu Quraidah. He was an old friend of Banu Quraidah, they knew him. And he told them, I'm your old friend, do you remember me? Yes, we remember you, you're Nu'aym. And he said things to them that gained their trust and confidence. They didn't know that he had become Muslim and he's with Prophet Muhammad They were not aware of that. So what did he tell them? He told them, look, Quraysh and Ghatafan and these other Arab tribes who had come to fight Prophet Muhammad Let me give you a word of warning about them. If they succeed and they kill Muhammad and his people, okay, you guys are safe too because now you're conspiring with the enemy you'll get rid of the Prophet and his family. However, your situation is different than those tribes. Why? If those tribes failed in the battle, they lost the war, they don't live here, they'll all go back to their villages. The Quraysh will go to Mecca, Ghatafan will go to Najd, Fazara will go to their village. They don't have much to lose. Their women are not with them, their children are not with them, their cities are safe, right? Because they came to Medina, if they lose, they'll go back, big deal, what's going to happen? But you guys, you live here in Medina, your families are here, your children are here, your women are here. If Muhammad and his companions achieve victory, you guys are in big trouble. Who's telling Bani Quraila this? Nu'aym, he's, remember he's coming up with the tricky plan. 
So he's telling them, be careful. And let me tell you something. There are signs that those tribes are already failing because just yesterday, Muhammad was able to kill Amr ibn Abdud through Imam Ali That was a big win for the Muslims and a big blow to them. So I just want to let you know that. So here's what I recommend that you should do. In order to make sure that the Arab tribes don't betray you if Muhammad wins, tell them that we want hostages from you to come to us to Bani Quraiba. So we can use them as a card. He's telling them, I'm giving you advice. If they lose the battle, they'll all going to flee and go to their villages and you guys are going to be in trouble. Muhammad is going to come and seek revenge from you guys for breaking the treaty because you committed treason. So the only way to ensure that the Arab tribes will come to your rescue if Muhammad is not killed is to demand hostages from them. Demand like 70 of their men come here so that if you guys lose the battle, Hey, you come and save us and you defend us. Because otherwise, if you don't, we'll kill these men. It's a way to ensure your security. It's a way to ensure that the Arab tribes don't betray you and just forget about you and leave. So my recommendation to you, now that you've broken the treaty with Muhammad, now that you've conspired with the Arab tribes, you shouldn't have done that. You put yourself in a bad position. But now that you did, demand hostages from Quraysh. That's the only way to ensure that they will come and defend you if Muhammad is not killed. Because Muhammad is going to come after you. He will come after you because you guys committed treason. You broke the treaty. You are an enemy with, from inside. So he has to deal with you guys. So take 70 hostages from Quraysh so that if the Quraysh lose the battle, at least they come to your fort and they defend you from Muhammad. When the Jews heard this, how do you think they reacted to his advice? They told him, your words are golden, Naim. He made sense. <laughs> He's like, look, any minute these Arabs can betray you and you guys are dead meat because you committed treason with the Prophet. So demand hostages so that if the Arabs think of abandoning you guys, they'll think twice because they have 70 noble hostages from their nobles with you. They told him, you know what? You make perfect sense. Everything you said makes sense. You're right. What if the Arabs betray us? What do you think of his plan so far? He told them, I'm just giving you away for you to ensure your safety. Do that. Okay. What's the next plan that he did? Then he went to the tribes of Quraysh and Ghatafan and he met with Abu Sufyan, the leader of the tribes. And remember, he was an old friend. He comes from the Ghatafan tribe. They didn't know he converted. He went to them. So he's, he's playing a double agent here. 
he went and he told them, look you guys, I am coming you, I'm coming to you with good advice. These Jews have secretly met with Muhammad and they have told him, we've changed our mind, we're going to stand with you and we're not going to help the Arabs to kill you. And to prove our loyalty, we the Jews, to prove our loyalty to you, we're going to demand 70 hostages from Quraysh and then we will slaughter them to make you happy. To show you our loyalty, we will demand 70 of their big dogs, their big guys, and we will slaughter them. Arab tribes, I'm warning you, you can't trust these Jews. You think they're with you now, they've decided to attack Muhammad. No, they've changed their mind and they will uh, show their loyalty to Muhammad. And they want Muhammad to forgive them for the previous crimes of other Jewish tribes like Banu Nadir. And they told him, please let them come back to Medina, you've exiled them. We'll, we'll do anything you want. We will betray the Arabs and we'll kill 70 of their big guys. Abu Sufyan is hearing this, he's like, oh, this is bad, bad, bad news. But Abu Sufyan is savvy. He's like, I can't really change the whole equation in this battle because of what Noaim said. I have to verify that the Jews want these hostages from us, really. They're planning for that. So he sent messengers to Banu Quraidha. Abu Sufyan and the Arab tribes, they sent messengers, they told them go and see if this is true. Are, are, are the Jews thinking along these lines or no? <laughs> so the representatives of the Quraysh, they go to the fortress of Banu Quraidha to verify this information. It was on a Friday night when Abu Sufyan wanted to settle the affair with the Jews. So they sent their representatives to Bani Quraidha and they told Bani Quraidha for the following, they told them look we the Arabs who, who have uh, camped on the other side of the trench, we've been here for like a month, we're running out of supplies, it's cold, our animals are about to die, we can't stay here much longer. Tomorrow, which is Saturday, let's unanimously strike at Muhammad. We'll try to cross the ditch in, in any way that we can. You guys from the inside, you attack on the Muslims. From the inside and the outside, we can ob obliterate Muhammad. We can't stay here any longer. We've been here a month, we're about to perish. Our food supplies is, is perishing. Our animals are about to die. We can't stay here longer. So here's the ultimatum. Tomorrow, Saturday is our appointment with you. O Jews of Banu Quraidha, let's make the final attack and just get rid of these Muslims for once and for all. The Jews like this idea, they love this idea, they want the Prophet to be killed, but Nuaim warned them, don't trust these guys unless you demand what from them? Hostages. <laughs> so what did the Jews do? They told them, look, we can't really fight tomorrow because they wanted to make an excuse to see what's going on. They don't want to be betrayed and then they end up in trouble. They told them, look, tomorrow Saturday is the Sabbath. 
we don't really work and fight on the Sabbath. So let's, let's delay it after the Sabbath. And, and, to make sure that you guys follow through. What if you guys just abandon us? Give us 70 hostages. We will fight, no doubt about that. We will fight. We will kill Muhammad as much as we can. But give us 70 of your hostages so we know you guys aren't just going to leave us like that and abandon us. The minute they mentioned that, Abu Sufyan's like, oh, what Naeem said is true. These evil people have made a pact with Muhammad. I, I can't trust these Jews anymore. They're fooling us. They want those 70 men so they can kill them and prove their loyalty to Muhammad. Oh, shame on you, you Jews, for breaking the alliance with us now. He told them, look, we're not giving you a single hostage. We're not going to give you a single man as a hostage. If you want to fight, let's go out tomorrow and fight. That's it. Don't come up with these uh, new plans and you know put these conditions. When the Jews heard that Quraysh is telling them we're not going to give you a single hostage, what Naim told them became true to them. Like, look, look, look at these evil guys. They're not even willing to give us a man. We're putting ourselves at risk, our women at risk, our children at risk, and they're not even willing to give us one hostage. They are the liars. They are already abandoning us. So what did Naim do between the two sides? Uh, he confused them and he made them divided and he made each side betray the other side. Huyay <laughs> ibn Akhtab, the one who started this whole fitna, the leader of the Jews, he didn't like the, how the events were unfolding. He told Bani Quraidha, look guys, let's stick to the plan, let's fight Muhammad tomorrow, let's... They're like, no, 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 we don't trust these Arabs anymore, we're not going to do something like that. So now, with all this division between them, you can see how they failed and how they had to eventually leave and how Allah saved the Muslims.